0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, June the 4th, and we are rolling right along with our all 32 series. We're ripping through the NFC and AFC East teams. Today is day three, two teams per day, Tuesday through Friday until the end of June. It's almost like this podcast. It's, 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 it's the off season and Devo came up with a plan to do more work for some reason, but that's cause we care. We want to bring you content. So we're, we're banging out these podcasts. They've been great discussions so far. This one is going to be awesome as well. We're going to talk about the Redskins, JP Finley, my buddy up in, uh, well, I guess you're not up in DC per se. You're up in Bethesda at JP Finley, NBCS on Twitter, insider for the Redskins, host the Redskins talk podcast. What's going on, dude? Well, thanks for
1: having me on, man. Um, hope everybody out there is uh, safe and sound, man. These are wild times for, For everybody all over the country,
0: I don't. I feel like for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's like June, and all these teams we talked about—the AFC East and the NFC East—are really fascinating to me. Like even the Giants are like interesting because is like can Dave Gettleman survive? Is Daniel Jones any good? I mean, Washington is an extremely intriguing team because for the first time since the last time Joe Gibbs, I mean, since the first time since 2012. Like, not that you have hope for the Redskins to be great this year or anything, but, I mean, Ron Rivera's in town, and this is an entirely different regime. How, I mean, all right, I'll ask you this, because you got to start with the quarterback. I I guess, like, what do you think the plan is for this team at quarterback? Because I thought there was a viable case to take two at number two. I understand taking Chase Young. And, and seeing what you have in Dwayne Haskins, what do you think they think about the quarterback situation, both short and long term?
1: Um, I, I mean, you're right. Everything does start with Ron because it's an entirely different feel.
0: I mean, he, he should have, he should have fired, and, and this is his prerogative, and he needed to, they needed to do it. They needed to clean house. All due respect to the people who lost their jobs, but like, he, changed up the business like he changed up everything on the football side like the training yeah. staff all that like he brings it Ryan Vermillion from from Carolina like it's a wholesale change
1: well and I mean not to even go further back but the firing of Bruce Allen yeah in the war in Washington sports is the biggest story since the Nats won the World Series I mean getting rid of that dude is a huge 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 deal for Redskins fan so we'll go from that to Rom who is not a sexy hire, but it's a good hire. And I think his foundation and culture and everything is something that these fans are dying for and the organization desperately needs. Um, and then, so all of that is is 10 out of 10. Everybody's applauding. Then you get to Dwayne, and you had the kind of conversation, certainly that was going on in Indy at the Combine, and it lessened as coronavirus took hold of everything mm. and Tua wasn't, you know, doing his barnstorming tour across the country and all. If, if Tua got to travel around and take all his official visits and all the trade rumors and all that stuff, that would have changed things. But when everything got shut down, the skins were always drafting Chase Young, but they kind of stopped the facade of, of anything else and just leaned into Dwayne's our guy. Chase Young's our guy. We're excited for 2020. If I'm, bu- if Dwayne's a, a stock, I would buy some of it right now. I, I think he has tremendous talent. And he showed real improvement late in the year. And, and if you just look at his season numbers, they're bad. Yeah. And, but a lot of that, his first two appearances were, were not in starts. He came in off the bench after Case Keenum got hurt against the Giants in week three or four. And he was God awful. He was terrible. So yeah. It was not a week, yeah,
0: was week four. They were already, I think they were already down big and like his first throw was a yeah. big six maybe. No, once they got
1: in the second half, it, it fell apart on them. He, right. What's interesting is they were down and Keenum was playing terribly and Dwayne led them on a pretty good drive and they had first and goal at the three. Uh, he missed a fade. They always, Gruden always loved the fade. Then he missed what could have been a touchdown throw to Vernon Davis on an out route at the, at the um, right at the corner of the end zone. And so they only got a field goal and then things just fell apart from there. Um, the second half was awful, but so he was awful and, and no reason to sugar that. Then after he got a start, his next two starts were bad, but okay. They were, I'm not even gonna say promising, but they weren't awful. And then his last two starts were, were good. That, like you don't have to pretend, just look at the numbers. I, I was at each of them. He played very well. He started to show the accuracy he had at Ohio state.
0: He's, he was, uh, he was 31 of 43, which is 72%, 72.1% yeah. completions, 394 passing yards over two games, four touchdowns, no picks, 131.3 rating. Like that's just right. good.
1: Now he got hurt going into halftime of week 16 against the Giants. So that's right. those numbers are over the last six quarters and that's against the Eagles and the Giants, which if, if, you know, if you're going to play in DC, you got to be able to beat
0: NFC's teams and, so, and two terrible secondaries too, which is, I sure. mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jogging the performance, but like you want to like show up and show out against those two teams is very important, especially late in that first year. Yeah. And so take all of that.
1: I don't know that you follow him on social media or anything. He has lost a ton of weight. He is, he's transformed his body like, like any second year player should. He was, he was, he had some baby fat to him. He was a little doughy coming out of college last year. He looks incredibly different. Um, we had him. I had him on my podcast. The way he sounds is dramatically different. Last year, whenever he was doing media, it just it, none of it went right. He 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 either sounded sheepish or super cocky. And I don't think either of those are who he really is. I just think he was in this super awkward trying to be an NFL quarterback rather than just be himself and allow that to be the NFL quarterback. He sounds much more he sounds much more at peace with himself and his situation. And I think a lot of that is I mean, twenty nineteen Redskins were a, a complete, complete disaster. Gruppen I mean, gets fired,
0: fired, Gruden, fired. And then Bill Callahan's trying to like melt in the clock as fast as like he set the record right. for most like sub four hour crazy, games right. in the NFL season in the last twenty years. I mean
1: Well and It was very obvious that Jay didn't want to draft Dwayne. Jay wanted to play Colt. Colt got hurt. Jay was playing Case. They had to keep Dwayne up. Dwayne shouldn't, didn't deserve. It wasn't fair to, wasn't fair to anybody for him to be on the field early on. He wasn't really getting coached. Some of that's on Dwayne too, because there are plenty of young quarterbacks that will, that will take advantage of every opportunity they get. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this at at Panthers practice or whatever, but some quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, will kind of lean in on the huddle of the starters so they can hear how the play gets called, how players react, and then they kind of lean back out. Like, during training camp, when Dwayne wasn't on offense, he was, like, off to the side. Mm. I'm not going to question if he was paying attention or not, but he didn't look and But maybe –
0: well, the thing is, too, like, Case Keenum and Colt McCoy are two guys who will, I I think, embrace – a younger, like, like they're not going to like push you away. Like Flacco did to Lamar Jackson or whatever it was. And so like, he could have leaned in, but I also think he's, I mean, he basically had one year starting it. I mean, he had monster numbers at Ohio state, but like, he's so inexperienced. He just might not have known. And then if you got a head coach, I like Jay Gruden. I think he's a better head coach than people give credit for. But like, if he wasn't invested in Dwayne Haskins, he's not going to be giving him the little, you know, Hey man, like go do this. Good. You know, you need to be going to do this. He's trying to save his job. Totally. It was, it was an awful situation
1: all around, and you kind of figured that out early on, and then they got, you know, the game. I wonder how different everything would have been. So week one in Philly, week one 2019 in Philly, the Skins have a two-touchdown lead at halftime.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. deep Wentz. the Wentz.
1: Right, but, like, the Skins still, I think they, I think there was, like, a, a fluky, pick six in like the last 30 seconds or something. So that score looks a little bigger than it actually was. But if the skins could have just held on, they had a drive in the second half where they tied it up. If they could have held on and won that game, you know, you can always play those what ifs in sports. But uh, so Dwayne seems in a better place. I think he is obviously the more talented quarterback than Kyle Allen. What, sure. You know, one guy's 15th overall pick. One guy threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State. Kyle Allen bounced around a few colleges, undrafted guy. All of that said, if Dwayne struggles, I don't think there'll be much hesitation to go to Kyle Allen. You know, Scott Turner knows and likes Kyle Allen. They he, 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 really, he, likes,
0: he straight up likes Kyle Allen. Like, there should be no debating that. He does. He likes it. Coordinators like guys that are going to run their offense. And yep. he knows Kyle Allen
1: is going to run his offense. But, to me, I, I still think Dwayne gets a pretty long leash. I, I think Dwayne would have to really struggle for – the Redskins' bye week is in the middle of the year. I think you'd have to struggle the whole start of the year. And then maybe coming out of the bye, something would have to happen. And I just, I don't see it happening. Mm. Or I don't see it happening to the point where he's getting benched. I really don't. Because I think it's kind of a a bit of a positive catch-22 for the Redskins by letting Dwayne play 2020. If you look how they approached free agency, they didn't spend much. They went after Amari Cooper, couldn't get him. They didn't chase bad money, right? Like, they didn't just go throw a ton of cash to Robbie Andrews. They wanted their guy, didn't get him, kind of kept it moving. Um, So, in turn, Ron is comfortable that he has years to do this rebuild the right way. They're focused on making the defense much better right away. So, play Dwayne. Play Dwayne all year. And if he shows you enough, then you know you've got your guy going forward. And then you can address receiver next year, tight end next year. Left tackle, depending how things shake out. There's still plenty of holes. And if he shows you definitively you don't have enough, then you're probably drafting top five again, and then you get your quarterback. So I kind of think for a team that doesn't have, I I think playoff aspirations are are, are pretty silly for this team in 2020. So I I think, I think it's actually, they're, they're in an oddly good place for a long-term rebuild as long as ownership is on, is it's easy to say you're on board in April, May, June with that. But or in year, consult- and year
0: zero, too. Like it, exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. But I think he needs help from you know other pieces. And after the, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about those other pieces uh, after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, so the other thing about Haskins, too, is that, like, you know, his lead receiver is Terry McLaurin, a, a, a rookie. Uh, his second lead receiver is Chris Thompson. Then Steven Sims, Calvin Harmon, another rookie. Love him at NC State. Uh, this is not exactly a, the the 27 Yankees of wide receivers we're talking about here.
1: Right. Sure. There's a reason they went after Amari Cooper and offered him north of one hundred ten million dollars. They, they McLaurin is the real deal. I, I think he can be a really special player outside of that. They don't have anybody that defensive coordinators at this point are going to worry about. Um, and you mentioned Chris Thompson. I mean, he's gone. He's in Jacksonville now with Jay Gruden. Yep. That said, they have some options. The kid they drafted, Antonio Gibson, out of Memphis was a complete home run hitter in college. Um he just had the one season, but it was really impressive. I, you you like Kelvin Harmon. I think he can be a really good possession receiver for you. He doesn't have the speed to make okay. chunk plays in the NFL. Um, this kid, Steve Sims, though, it, he was an undrafted rookie last year out of Kansas. Really small, really shifty, really fast. He can help. Um, another guy they drafted out of Liberty, so I, I think there could be a pretty serious transition, is Antonio Gandy-Golden. Yeah. But uh, Santana Moss you know, made a living going deep and, and getting open in the NFL. We, he he does a lot of work with us on the TV side. And um, we had to do these rehearsals for our draft shows over and over and over for, you know, trying to get the technical side of this done during a pandemic was, was hard to do. So we understand why we had to do these. But it, Santana, every time we talked about wideouts, talked about Antonio Gandy-Golden, I guess because... The high school he went to in Miami is still very important to him, and the kid that played quarterback there was now the quarterback at Liberty. So he watched a ton of Liberty tape, Hmm. and he's like, I'm telling you, this kid can play. So I believe Santana in situations like that because he was saying it before the Redskins drafted him. That said, there's still going to be an adjustment period from Liberty to the NFC East. Running back, if Darius Geis can stay healthy, the way Scott Turner wants to run his offense with a ton of passes going to the backs, guys could be a beast for them. I don't know if Darius guys could stay healthy at this point. I mean, he's been in the league two years. He's started one game. I think he's played in five. So the, the numbers are, you know, the, the track record isn't there. Adrian Peterson's going to give him 800 rush yards. I, I would guess, uh, <laughs> No, there's nothing at tight end unless you think Thaddeus Moss can get the foot injury right. And, and and I don't know, he went undrafted. Usually that happens for a reason. So it's hard to, it's hard to look at the Redskins offense and be particularly bullish about any aspects of it. The only thing I say to the Dwayne doesn't have any weapons. How can he get anything done? Camp is that good quarterbacks make players better. and, and I'm not I'm not comparing Haskins to Russell Wilson at all, but if you look at what Russ Wilson does year after year after year without real elite weapons up there, it's pretty remarkable. Uh,
0: defensively, I actually think this is um, an interesting team because one of the things, like, and I'm not like again, I think Jay Gruden's a good coach, but he's a good offensive coach. And yeah. you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't hate what the Redskins were doing on defense previously, but I, I firmly believe that Ron Rivera is a really good defensive coach, and I think being, um, in a fir- like, I, I didn't think that, you know, when you get fired and you go to a new job, like he been, he been in Carolina forever, man. Like, I think he, I think, I think that this sort of change can invigorate a person and can cause them to sort of be motivated to come in and, and reassess how they do things. And I expect Ron Rivera to to put together with, you know, Chase Young in there now, Ryan Kerrigan, I mean, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. Uh, that's a ton of first-round talent on the defensive line. Uh, Matt I and I didn't even mention, he's not a first-rounder, but a great player. Um, I, I just think there's enough here where he can really create something. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're not. I, and I think th- – for the, the skins will show improvement this year and I think it'll be defensively driven. G- Jay I think is a good head coach, but Jay was always nervous to have a good defensive coordinator because he was I think the Bruce Allen sword of Damocles held over him all the time. Wow. And he never know he never knew, hey if they if I bring Wade Phillips in, are they gonna ax me and let Wade take over the job? And and I think that was an issue. If you look at his coordinators, he kept Jim Hazlitt when he first got the job. Hazlitt was terrible. Then he hired Joe Barry, who Joe B is a great dude, but his track record as a D coordinator is not good. He's a good linebackers coach. Players like him, but the track record, the stats are what the stats are. Then they finally get rid of Joe B and all right, you got to hire somebody legitimate. And he promotes in-house again and hires Greg Minuski. So all of that, coordinators were awful so what does ron rivera do he makes a point in his opening press conference of saying one thing i realized that i did wrong in charlotte was that i never had another head coach on my another former head coach on my staff i wanted to do that right away and he got jack del rio who i'd argue was the best available d coordinator on the on the street for lack of a better word he was working at espn go look at the numbers of what defenses
0: do. Jack Del Rio is just a good defensive coordinator. Totally. All right. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the, so what's it like, what, what is a good season for the Redskins? And I'm going to guess, okay. And this has been a theme for the first like six podcasts that we've done on these various teams, but I'm going to guess like the win total doesn't even really matter. And it's probably Dwayne Haskins plays well. And they know they have a, or they get an answer on Dwayne Haskins one way or the other. Is that probably it?
1: Yeah. So my, my benchmark, what is a good season is you figure out the answer on Dwayne one way or the other. I think the goal should be doubling your win total. So you go from three and 13 to six and 10. Six and 10 is still bad, but that's significant improvement. Defensively, they ranked 27th in team defense. I, I think you're looking to get into the top half of the league. So you mm-hmm. want to be 15 or above. And, uh, and, and I think a, a competitive six and 10 would be a real step.
0: Uh, JP Finley. <laughs> Always a pleasure, buddy. Um, we, uh, let's hang soon. Hopefully this, uh, business going on, will will get done and, uh, we get everybody get back to being safe and, uh, we'll grab a beer or a bourbon
2: sometime.
1: I'd love to do that, man. Stay safe. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Okay.